Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of At Your Service. I'm your host, Carly Kantner, and I'm here with my coworker, Hannah, which means she's a barista, yes, but we have other news to reveal about her. Say hello, Hannah. Hi. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yes, so Hannah is a barista, sure, whatever, um, but something super cool about Hannah is that she multifaceted as fuck. She does stand-up comedy. Uh, she does a little bit of freelance writing. Um, she fucking sews. By the way, how's my sweater going? <gasps> oh, I completely forgot about it. It's fine. Is it like under your bed or something? No, it's just, I'll, I'll, I'll get it done. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, and she's got a big TikTok presence. Follow her on TikTok. So that will be almost a year that I will have been at Kochi and you know special circumstances we've had so much isolation I personally have felt like I've had a lot of self um, reflection and I have been limited to my relationships just through work like I only have my work relationships now and I say all this as proof to when I say that Hannah is literally one of those people who have aided me in this like self-progression um, choosing words right finishing sentences I mean literally you <laughs> you used to this you used to do this thing that made me so nervous all you did was wait until I finished a sentence. And that made me so nervous because I'm like, oh my God, at this point, normally someone's like, right, I get it. And I'm like, great, fantastic, I don't have to complete a thought. And I, I'm so serious. And I would come home to Brandon, and I'm like, oh my God, Hannah did this thing where she waited for me to finish a sentence. I now have to say something intelligible and I'm just like, I'm not used to that. And so anyway, I, I, you could say like I've grown as a normal functioning human being. So thank you, Hannah, uh, for that, honestly. That's literally so sweet. But I'm curious if you, you know, hold yourself, hold the same opinion for yourself that, you know, you do value word choice, the importance of words. Um, you know, like the concept, like you are responsible for the words that come out of your mouth. Yeah, it's interesting when you brought that up. I think that because for a second I was like, that really um, is so different from my perception of myself, where I feel like I'm always saying the wrong thing and always being misunderstood. And then I was like, well, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I am literally always focused on, like, are people understanding the way that I wanted something to come across? I think, like, ultimately, like, I was just, I was homeschooled growing up. And so I wasn't given the same amount of socialization or, like, the same mainstream cultural experience that everyone else was. I just feel like it's been just a little extra hurdle in my life to figure out how to, like, use the right combination of words and, like, tone and body language to, like, get people to actually understand what you mean by that. Mm. So it's not something that I've ever felt like I'm, like, naturally good at, but it is definitely something that I think about and focus on a lot. Mm. Well, and especially in the service industry, like, why would you say, like, word choice is so important? So to start, I feel like one interesting thing about us is that, like, I have always felt like in my service industry jobs that I have, like, a little, like, tiny curse. It's, like, not a big deal. It's, like, not even compared to, like, other people's struggles. But I do feel like sometimes there is something about, like, my face where, like, people look at it and they just perceive me being, like, 
angry or aggressive or something and so I just feel like I have to like think about all the time like if I'm trying to tell someone like when to insert their card into the tip reader it's like I have to like literally like think about what is every word that's coming out of my mouth and like how it could make someone angry because you will it will just happen like like 20 times a day and I'm also someone who like really can't handle that so like maybe it's just an aspect of like resilience and me having a little bit less resilience and like if someone does get angry Angry and it wasn't my fault and I did nothing wrong it like will throw me off for the whole rest of the day mm. and will really upset me so I just have to like think think so hard about like how I could frustrate someone like the tiny things coming out of my mouth right what was that um explain that Oreo concept of word choice that you had told me one time um and it was very important I know you had told me when I was about to send a text message to one of our coworkers. Okay, yes. So, <laughs> this, it's a compliment sandwich. Yes. It's a, but, except for it's smaller. <laughs> right? So we use a compliment sandwich when you wear, like, your professor is giving you feedback on a paper. But, like, we can use a compliment sandwich in a tiny, tiny, tiny unit to send a text and to have that text be received better. Like, we can affirm at the beginning and the end of the text, like, by the way, like, this is no big deal. My opinion of you as positive I value you as a co-worker like we don't have to like explain all these things but yeah. we can just like use like a really chipper greeting can completely <laughs> change the tone of like how we're coming across because then when they're reading it they're remembering like it's like a oh hey like you just forgot this one thing it's literally no big deal as opposed to like um you forgot this which is fun. It's so funny because I started at this job thinking, yeah, that's completely fine. I can uh -huh. completely just send the text message, hey, you forgot this, like, end of it. And then I realized, okay, first, I've never worked on a staff full of all females. Obviously, being a female, I know how we can all take things, like, the wrong ways and take things very personally. And so that just became so important and instrumental to my life at my job because I was like, I think I'm I might be on the verge of creating enemies in my workplace because my words are kind of being received a little bit differently, which is my responsibility. And that's why I still value that so much. I have to consider that every single time. Something that's funny, that you, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but something that is reoccurring, and we you know, you just mentioned this and we talk about this often, is that I think you feel you get the short end of the stick in conversations with some of our customers. You and I will be working together and you'll say something and they have like such a minuscule response and I hear, I, like I say some buffoonery ass bullshit. It elicits a positive response and we're, we're both standing there like, why, why did that just happen? So it's like this weird thing, like it'll happen like once a week. And we've just, we've never talked about like why that happens or like what's going on. Cause I don't think we've ever, I don't know, applied thought to it or had the time to sit down and talk about it. But now that we do, I don't know. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. So that's so interesting to me. And it's something that we've talked about so much lately because it's not something I used to care about because for me, service industry jobs were always just like how I made money, but just never the focus of my life. They never felt like they were in a significant position in my life until kind of like every other social and artistic outlet was like taken away from me during the pandemic. And all mm. of a sudden it was like, yeah, that's 
that's like the main part of my day is like I go to my service industry job and then I like come home and I do my little like quarantine hobbies and like yeah. hang out with my roommates but like for the most part the event of the day is going to work mm -hmm. and so that's why this little thing has like felt so much more impactful to my life mm -hmm. but I feel like sometimes I will you know like ask the exact same questions or like one thing that happens really frequently is someone who's like never been in the store before will like walk in and I'll be like their first line of sight and I'll be like hi good morning how are you and they'll like say nothing and they'll like walk over to like mm -hmm. my coworker who's mm -hmm. like hidden behind like a wall thing <laughs> yeah. and start like conversing with them it's sometimes I'm just like I don't know whatever like stuff in life is like so random and I'm definitely someone who's probably like paying attention like maybe it's happening to other people sometimes and they just don't notice or care but like it really gets to me, especially when I start keeping track. So, like, the other day I had a shift with Jenna, and it happened, like, three times in a row. And after every single time, I was like, Jenna, did you know that person? Because if she has an established rapport and just, like, really knows that customer, then it's like, whatever. But she's like, no, that's the first person I've ever, first time I've ever seen that person. I'm just like, okay, tight. So, like, there's something about my face. And then it's like, <laughs> then what gets to me is that, like, it's not my face because you can't see half my face. Right, so exactly. It's like, um, if I was just like, I don't know, like, if it was, like, um, like an ugly prejudice that kind of thing that would be one thing but like my face is hidden literally. so it's literally something about my eyes it's like <laughs> I'm not wearing weird eyeliner like I don't have like dirty leftist hippie painted on my forehead or something like <laughs> I have a pretty normal haircut, a pretty normal hair color. I think that just like some people are a little bit cursed in random ways. And I think that like you're cursed in random ways where like even though you're like have like phenomenally good hand eye coordination, you just like drop and spill shit all the time. Literally. And like as fuck. And like I'm cursed in the way that even though like I consider myself a nice person who like really cares about people's feelings, like I just get confronted with like a lot of random hostility. Mm. And the then there's a problem of like that really compounds and creates a circular loop because if that happens to me several times at the beginning of my shift, mm -hmm. then I'm just very closed off. And I'm not mm -hmm. as warm as Absolutely. I would maybe be later. And so then I can definitely recognize that, like, if I'm already in a shitty mood, like, they can probably feel those vibes. Yeah. And so I, I don't blame it after that fact. I'm curious how much you let nasty people affect you. Because we come encounter with a lot of nasty people sometimes. I, there's a lot of great people, but there are people who, hi, how are you? I want this. Do you go home thinking about stuff like that sometimes? So much. Yeah. So, so, so much. I let it affect me way too much. I definitely can't just, like, totally brush off, like, an interaction like that. It's just, like, really... And part of that is, like, my, like, go-getter attitude because, like, my first step when anything goes wrong in my life is, like, let's analyze it, let's problem solve, let's prevent it from happening in the future. <laughs> but so the evil. problem is, is that if someone comes in and they're mean as fuck to you, then that go-getter attitude says, what did I do wrong? What is, like, the negative thing about me that they were responding to? And so it's just, like, if that starts happening several times in a day and you can't necessarily figure out what you did wrong, yeah. then you're just just like okay so I'm like a shitty person right. I haven't figured out why yet so it like it's definitely like not as useful in that setting mm -hmm. which is why it's again just like I know that like my destiny I'm not like an amazing fit for the service industry and like that's a core part of my personality that's not a bad thing and that has so many positive qualities but in the service industry it tends to be really dysfunctional mm. well and, and there's 
this is going to be kind of a two-part question. Would you say that you are that person who is a, is a people pleaser? Like you will try day in, day out to please that same customer who just always has a bad attitude. Or would you say you're kind of like a more fucking mentality of one bad experience. You're like, okay, whatever. And then the second part of this question is how does that compare to your relationships in your personal life? Are you also a fuck it kind of person or are you a people pleaser in your personal life. That's so interesting because, and this is a story that um, we have talked about so many times, we had this one customer who, um, <laughs> I'll call them, to protect an identity. <laughs> Let's call this customer A. Um, I already know who it is. No, you for sure do. <laughs> um, and they would just come in and I always thought they were just like a really closed off person until I saw them talking. And But like with a closed off person, I'm still like, hi, how are you? But I just try to really respect their boundaries if they don't want to talk more, and that's totally fine. But I still greet them warmly. But I stopped really trying to, like, ask them questions because it was like, it just feels like they really just want to, like, zone out while they're here, whatever. But they would come in, and they, I saw them talking to my coworker and having, like, a whole big, long conversation, <laughs> like, where they were, like, animated and, like, their eyes were bright, and I was like, okay. So it's me. Gotcha. <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. Like this person comes in literally once a day. So I do have to figure out how to make them like me. And so every day I would just be like so aggressively over the top nice. And eventually like I do feel like I really made some progress. There were a couple times where they came so in and they saw me and they really smiled and mm. greeted me warmly and would like talk to me. And I was like, okay, yes, like I did it. But to contrast that in my personal life, because it's not my like literal job to have everyone like me, mm. I feel like I've found a lot of freedom in feeling like, do I feel like the reason this person has a problem with me is like something that I'm doing wrong that I really want to work on? Or do I feel like it's maybe just like we have different expectations for how people should be? Mm -hmm. And part of growing up is being able to be like, you have a different expectation. There's nothing wrong with you for having that expectation. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me for wanting to live my life this different way. And that just means that ultimately we need to adjust maybe our relationship and like mm. connect in different ways. Um, and just kind of like set boundaries and stuff. So I like I, that's, I like that. I feel like comedy is a very fuck it mentality in the sense that you are literally doing like one of the following. You're making, you know, you're making fun of yourself maybe. You could be making fun of a group of people or like making fun of like a phenomenon. And um, it's just so interesting because when I first saw you do stand up, I was like, wow, like total opposite of Hannah that I'd ever known. Although it made sense in everything that you did, I was like, yes, it does make sense, but I have just never seen that. One of the bit most like ironic things to me is like, you know, we'll be having small talk with a customer and you have explained to me time and time again how you literally want to flee because you just are like, I don't, I, I could be doing like 10 other things. <laughs> also, frankly, this is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I'm curious how like you can get up, do stand-up comedy and do one of the most uncomfortable things. Okay, that's actually so interesting that you bring that up because what I realize is that like when I'm at work, the reason that sometimes I can't like 
have the same conversations that you do is because like I don't feel like I'm necessarily like it's a good idea professionally for me to be like my most authentic version of myself because that would be inappropriate like not everybody wants to like just go in and order some comedy and then there's this girl who like swears like a sailor and is like making all these like jokes that are like aggressive and weird and like yeah facts but when I'm on stage, like, I, what, the only thing that people are going to think is cool and funny is if I am that most authentic version of myself. So mm. it's just like a totally opposite mindset. What was so interesting to me about what you said a second ago, your job as a comedian is to get everyone in the audience to like you. Like, you do kind of have to win them all over, but it's just so interesting that the way you go about that is so different. Like, you can piss someone off by, like, starting a joke in a way that, like, oh, I, d I disagree with her opinion out of hand. Like, I start a lot of my jokes with, like, kind of maybe sounding like a type of person that you wouldn't like. And the idea is that, like, by being your authentic self and, like, by being funny enough and cool enough, like, you bring them around to your side mm. and it's interesting that I feel so confident and so able to do that in stand-up it's like I can go to a conservative place do all my jokes about feminism and I'm gonna get up on stage like I did a show in the Colorado Springs and I like won over a military crowd and that's like not my target demographic <laughs> yeah, that's actually wild yeah but I like feel confident and able to do that but then it's like I wish I could take that confidence and that idea just like that innate sense of self that like if I am just like my authentic self like people will come around when I'm at work I definitely don't feel that in a sense of confidence I'm just kind of more so like how can I change and like tailor my every word to like not make people angry <laughs> yeah I guess I just have never understood how somebody could literally do stand-up comedy it's like you know when I feel like you know on average I would consider myself like you know more than average funny person but like you are my question is like how do you do it like what's the secret like is there something innate in you about your like personality or is it something that you have had to like practice and if it is like what is that like what makes you a good stand-up comedian um okay first of all thank you yeah i would say that a stand-up comedy is a lot less about being funny and a lot more about being able to like analyze structures and patterns and just I mean the the daily work of being a stand-up comedian and this is pre-COVID of course is that like six nights a week I would always have a night for myself but like six nights a week I would either go to like two to three open mics or like a show in an open mic or like two shows in an open mic but like mm -hmm. I would go from place to place if it was an open mic I would do jokes that I just wrote that day or that week that I was working out if it was a show it would be material that was a little bit older and I would mm -hmm literally just have a notebook and it'd be like this is where they laughed they didn't laugh like I changed this word in this joke you're literally just it's like data analysis and I don't think anyone thinks it's about data analysis mm. because like the jokes are all coming from the same place like the jokes that you make are coming it's just like something randomly popped into your head and it seemed funny to you shit randomly pops into my head and it seems funny and like I am a creative like funny and conversation person so it happens pretty frequently but like Absolutely. the rest of the work of being a stand-up comedian is just literal insane repetition putting in hours like you would not believe writing your little tally marks where people laughed mm. making tiny switches did that improve the joke did it not and then over time what you're left with after I mean it's basically like writing an academic paper mm. and giving it to like 40 people for proofreading 
Mm. making all your notes and giving it to another 40 people for proofreading. That's wild. Every night for months. Jesus. And then what oh you're left God. with is like the perfect academic paper. And then you give that academic paper to someone and they're like, whoa, that's literally insane. How did you come up with it? It's like, I didn't. I gave it to proofreaders and I just did what they said. Mm, bravo. Wow. You're just like your keenness um, to detail and you know that I've noticed in like your word choice and stuff like that, like is ultimately like what aids you and helps you so much in being good in that regard. Again, you choose several wor words carefully. And sometimes when I hear you say things at work, I'm like, you know what? That concept isn't new to me, but the way she fucking just said that and presented that, like, that was amazing. Like, honestly, bravo. Like, I'm personally taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, oh just gotta keep that one in mind. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, one of my favorite ongoing Hannah themes is, <laughs> is your general despise towards men, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and I like, after checking uh, my stats from the podcast, that a majority of my listeners are female, so that's amazing. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but explain to me if you can think of any, some ongoing male themes we've noticed at our coffee shop. In other words, Hannah, why do we, why do we hate men? <laughs> Pairing it down to specifically the service industry. When yes. you're a woman who works in the service industry, men are going to like oftentimes be the source of like a lot of your biggest tips and then also your like most uncomfortable interactions on the day to day. Literally. Like, you know, probably at least once a week a man will say something like gross. <laughs> like make us really uncomfortable in a way that sits with us for like at least 15 minutes. It happens all the freaking time. Sometimes it's a regular that you would have that you just like, and then sometimes it's like, I mean, women due to the patriarchy have on average had like traumatic experiences with men, which mm -hmm. changes the way that your brain functions. And it makes it so that like, sometimes you can have a perfectly normal interaction with a man, but it really affects you in like an emotionally negative way. Um, due to the trauma because trauma just like fucks up your brain and makes it not work rationally right. Yeah, I mean it all really compounds Because you're just like your job is to make people like you and if you're a woman and a lot of your customers are men Then like that has interesting dynamics associated mm -hmm. with it. I will never forget the day I think you know, we had a couple rushes and they were you know, it was going smoothly I would say you and I were <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> you know exactly what I told you yes. this day was hilarious because we had like several rushes like oh, it was where so you feel smooth. like you're like literally dancing with another person and you're perfectly in sync and Facts. the day's just flying by and you're getting all of your tasks done and you're just crushing it and everyone's coming up to you and being like wow that was fast like that was so fast like you guys are great just like constant compliments mm -hmm. our tip average is great <laughs> and then <laughs> Four men? Four. We have one rush. It's literally four men in the store, which is not even a rush. It's just like a few customers at a time. Yeah. They're all standing in the wrong spot, saying weird stuff, like out of turn, like trying to talk to us at the same time. It's literally grabbing wrong drinks. Like you call you call the drink, they're not listening. Like they're like not even facing you. They're like facing the wall. Like someone's in the corner. Someone's sitting in a chair that clearly says, please don't fucking sit here. Like so much is going on. And and someone's like, I think I grabbed the wrong drink. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. One guy literally grabbed a drink and he's like, I don't think this is mine. And we're like, okay, like, what did you order? And he's like, this tastes like an Earl Grey vanilla cream. We're like, no, we totally know which one you grabbed that was wrong. Right, I know. And then we stopped and we looked at each other and we're like, 
what the fuck just happened? Like, I don't Why understand. was this rush so the much worst. worse than we handled so many more customers <laughs> and we just like didn't. And then the weird thing is that like Carly and I, because of this, okay, yeah, this is what really messed us up is that we started being awkward to each other. We started like tripping over each other and like misunderstanding each other and then like saying awkward things to the customers. It's like, what threw me off so badly that now I'm just like this bumbling idiot like, yes. making things wrong. I remember that. Too. Yeah, that it's was because they're all men. Yes, <laughs> four men can really like ruin a functioning society. <laughs> four like confused and incompetent men will throw off an entire system. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't old. This isn't ageist. We're not making mm -mm. fun of the elderly. They were straight mm -mm. up just middle aged. Yeah, men very functioning. Who should have known what they were doing? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Hannah, you are truly my. God, you are my mental stimulation for the day. You are sometimes my therapist. You are um, my unbiased third party. And you're just a great, great coworker to work with. I really Thank enjoy you. working with you. You're a bright ray of sunshine <laughs> in my life with so much energy. I don't know where you get it from and so much positivity and light. I'll, I'll, I'll send you my dealer's contact after this. <laughs> but thank you hey, so much. Hey, can I get a gram of energy? Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hannah, thank you for um, taking the time to do this episode with me, walking over here, all that fun stuff. So thank you for doing that. And I'll probably see you like tomorrow. Yeah. Oh wait, Friday. Oh wait. No. See you Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's fine. Bye. Bye.